0: Welcome to Lift City Church Podcast, where we lift people into their next level relationship with Christ. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we're believing God that this message lifts you to another level. Good morning, Lift City. Good morning, morning, Lift City. It is so wonderful to see you here in the house of the Lord today. I'm grateful for this opportunity to stand before you and share the word of God. I'd like to acknowledge my pastors, Pastor Tracy Milord and Pastor Derek Milord, and I'd like to honor them for trusting me to stand before you to teach the Word of God. And I'd also like to acknowledge and honor my wife, Minister Cookie Jones, with her cute self. You know, last time I was I stood before you, I was telling you, you no, I was getting ready to go somewhere. i was getting ready to come to church, and. uh, We was getting ready, and I took my ring off to lotion my hands because she said, I don't need to go nowhere looking like I don't belong to nobody, right? Well, guess what? Same thing happened this morning. I took my wedding ring off to lotion my hands, and I left the wedding ring right where I had left it at. So I get to church this morning, and I sit down, and I look at my hands. I was like, oh, my goodness. I left my ring. My wife said, don't worry. I got you. (laughs) <laughs> so i want to thank god for her amen i'd like to thank god for everybody that's here today and i'd like to thank god for everybody that's here online or and i'd like to acknowledge our e-campus thank god for you so I want you to go with me to with to the lord in prayer father we thank you i thank you for this opportunity lord god to stand before your people and pour out what is upon my heart now, Father, I ask you, Lord God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation that's in my heart would be acceptable in your sight. That as those things go forward, Lord God, that it will fall upon the good ground of the heart and it will give an increase, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. Now, Father, we ask you, Lord God, to cause our eyes to be open and our ears to be attentive to the things that are said here today. Help us, O oh God, to grab a hold to the vision that you have given For this house in Jesus name amen you may be seated hallelujah well first of all before I even begin to go into what I want to talk to you about today I would be remiss as a minister in this house if I didn't cause you to remember because Paul told Timothy to put the brethren in remembrance how many of y'all read that? Paul told Timothy, he said, put them in remembrance of all the things that God has done for you and for his people. So I want to call to your attention that just a few weeks ago, the spirit of prophecy fell upon this house. And a word, a sure word of prophecy was spoken. How many of y'all remember that word? I do because I pay attention to all the things that God speak in this house because that's my job. And the word of the Lord to this house was that the spirit of excellence was going to rest over this house. Don't, y'all can act like y'all don't remember if you want to. But he said that the spirit of excellence would rest over this house. And when the spirit of excellence came that there would be opposition. And today... I want to talk to you about what it takes to stay within the vision. For the last several Sundays, our pastor has been teaching us on a series called A Better Me. She's been giving us, Pastor Derek and Pastor Trace have both been giving us some effective tools, some information, and some creative ideas on things to do to help us to become better Christians, become better people, become better fathers, to become better husbands, become better wives, and for us to become better employees in the workplace. Personally, I believe that one of the goals for me is to hear the words that have been spoken and then initiate a process that I like to refer to as introspection. Introspection is solemn and serious internal reflection. See, because I can't change nobody but me. Come on, say amen. So I have to take the words that are spoken and look at it and find it in the, and I have to initiate that process to help me focus inwardly so that I can see how to be better. So to be a better me, I have to first see myself as being better. Then I have to believe that I can be better. And then I have to get busy working on myself. How many of you believe with me today? So today I'd like to speak on the topic of better me. The vision, the blueprint, and the elevation. Turn with me to the book of the prophet Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Habakkuk is one of the minor, considered to be one of the minor prophets. But let me tell y'all something, the minor prophets is where some things be hitting at. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're only considered to be minor prophets because they spoke very little. But the things that they spoke about carried such phenomenal weight that it requires us to really focus on some of the things that they said. So the word of the Lord in the book of Habakkuk, and I'm going to start reading at chapter 2 and verse 1 through 4. And the word of the Lord, and I'm going to read in the King James Version, okay? Y'all, y'all, y'all bear with me. I know a lot of y'all like them different versions of the Bible, but I'm old school. I came up cutting my teeth in King James Version, and, and I see King James Version. I, I see it. Because when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit, God showed me a vision. Sitting in a field by myself. Had a Bible in my hand. Didn't know what to do with it. And the Spirit of the Lord caused the wind to start blowing and the Bible pages start turning and the Bible start turning and I start looking at the pages and the pages start being clear to me. How many of y'all know that it takes vision? To understand the word of the Lord. So Habakkuk chapter 2 starting at verse number 1. And the word of the Lord says, I, talking about me, because you got to make this thing personal. I am going to stand on my watch. My watch is where God placed me. My watch is my lane where I worry about the business God tell me to worry about. I'm going to set me upon the tower, upon a higher place, so that I can watch to see what he will say to me. Oh, my goodness. Don't miss that. See, because God wants you to watch what he says. What other person, when he reveals the word of the Lord to you, tells you to watch so that you can hear? You have to watch what God shows you so that you can hear, comprehend, and understand the vision. He said, and I will watch to see what he will say to me and and what I will answer when I'm reproved. How many of y'all know that the word of the Lord always corrects us? Yeah, that's what reproof means, correct. And then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon the tables. Make it plain upon the tables. Write the vision, make it plain. Come on, say it with me. Write the vision so that he that reads it can run with it stick with me i'm going somewhere he says for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it shall speak and not lie there's going to be some proof when the vision comes from god y'all hang on hang on watch this he said, "For the vision is for an appointed time, and at the end of the speed, it's not going to lie. Even though it may seem to you like it's tiring, but wait on it. Stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, with the business that we have in life, the enemy wants to number one deceive you, and then the next thing that he wants to do is distract you." And if he can distract you, he can get you off the game. But God said, stand on your watch, (laughs) see what he's saying to you, and then take it and write it. And when you write it, write it in big block letters. Make it plain so everybody can understand. He said, because it's going to come, and it's not going to tear. And then, For context context purpose, I wanted to bring in this piece here, the last part. And he says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up in him is not right. It's talking about being prideful. Is Is everybody clear with me on that? So when your soul is lifted up in you, that means you're operating in the spirit of pride. Can I tell you that pride is the thing that caused Lucifer to get kicked out of heaven? And pride is one of the things that God hates. But then he goes on to say what's very important right here. He said, but the just, talking about you, talking about you. It's talking about you. It's talking about me. It's talking about us. He says the just shall live by what? No, that ain't what he said. He said the just shall live by his faith. Come on, y'all. His faith. See, because Pastor Tracy has taught us, y'all, that every one of us, God dealt the measure of faith. So all of us got the same measure of faith. And we all have to learn how to operate in the faith. Now, I want to talk to you about vision because, and talk about why this is so important. In this particular hour, I remember before I became a partner here at Lift City Church back when it was Spirit of Faith Church. I belonged, I was involved with another ministry. And God began to deal with me about some things, and and I had a vision. And in the vision, I was at my job, and what I used to do was train crane operators. Okay? I used to train offshore crane operators at this particular job. And I remember I came down the steps, and I saw Pastor Tracy and Pastor Darren. And I was like, hey, y'all. What y'all doing here? And Pastor Tracy had on, had a pink hard hat on her arm and some pink steel toe shoes. I'll never forget that. Cause she bougie like that, right? <laughs> Love you, Pastor. And she fly too. Yeah. So I was I was like, what y'all doing here? Pastor Tracy said, I want to operate that crane. And we had a crane outside that was, you know, really nice, a really big crane. And I was like, you got to be kidding, right? So the first thing I did was I looked at Pastor Derek, and Pastor Derek was like, yeah, she's serious, bro. <laughs> so I said, all right. So I grabbed my personal protective equipment. I went on outside. I walked around the crane, told her about the inspection procedure and everything. And Pastor Tracy slided in that crane, started that crane up, and started operating it. And said, so, okay, so I'm going to be your rigger then. So I got around, started rigging things up, click, hooking it up to the crane, and she would lift it, move it over there. Boom, put it down. Lift it, move it over there. Okay, so one of the requirements was you had to make at least three lifts. One of the lifts had to be a, a, a square-shaped object, like a, a basket. The other one had to be some drill pipe. The last lift that she had to make was a personnel basket. Now, a personnel basket is a net with a ring that goes on the hook of the crane and it's used to transfer people from off of the boat onto the platform, right? Y'all tracking with me? So the last thing that I do is I hook this up and I give her the sign to take it up, take it up, a little, bit, took a slack out and I jump on the thing. I was like, all right, let's go. And she leaned out the crane and she asked me one thing. You trust me? I was like, let's go. Yes, ma'am. So she picked me up in that basket moving, set me on top of a building. <laughs> I was like, she good at this. <laughs> so anyways, I didn't know what the vision mean, meant, okay? And it was a vision from God because when you have a vision from God, God don't let you rise. You You got to find out what it means. You got to see it. So I I, I messed around and got a hold of Pastor Tracy's phone number, and I called her, and I told her, I said, listen, I had this vision, I had this vision, I want to tell you about it. And, and, And I told her about the vision, she said, well, that's God. She said, but then there's another part in there that's for you. So it took me weeks to really find out what the part was for me. And the part that was for me was for me to trust her. See, because we didn't go through the process of where I had to teach her from the beginning and sit her in a classroom for 8, 10, 12 hours and explain to her what the... She already knew what the crane could do. She already knew how to operate the crane. So when I started looking at all of what's going on and I end up coming to, live, to uh, Spirit of Faith Church because there was vision there. Proverbs 29 and 18. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But happy but he that keep the law, happy is he. So, when I talk about the vision, a vision is a series of mental images that correlates to something that's written in your heart at the same time. God dealt with the prophets by visions. If you study the ministry of the prophets, a lot of times God would just show the prophet a vision and the prophet would get up and go do something with the vision. Same thing here. God showed Pastor Tracy a vision to come here to Lafayette, Louisiana and start a ministry. The vision came to pass. Now, one of the things that I had to understand was that without vision, people perish. They have nothing to aspire to, nothing to attain to, nothing to press into. See, God is calling us in this hour to press into the kingdom of God. Turn to your neighbor. Tell them, say, let's press. Hallelujah. So, the vision is a revelation that's downloaded from God that reveals God's purpose for a particular design. Can I tell you? It points to what is coming. So whenever vision is deposited into the heart, in the mind, it becomes the guiding influence that should have an impact on everything that you do. See, because when you obtain the vision, you become part of it. I'm, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Hold on. slow. So pop your brakes there. But vision will show up in every part of your life. So vision. Pastor Tracy always talks about vision. And one of the connections that she's made is she said that vision requires restraint. Restraint is focus, y'all. You have to pay attention to the details because it's the details is where the devil can slide in at. Y'all ever heard the phrase the devil in the details? The details, the details. So we as the people of God, we have to understand the vision. We have to first see it. I don't want y'all to miss this. We have to see it and then it has to be rehearsed in our hearing. And when the vision is rehearsed in your hearing, you can obtain the vision. And that means that you have to invest in it. Now, when I talk about invest, I ain't always talking about money. Are y'all with me on this? I mean, you have to, Pastor DJ said this morning, you have to sit with the vision. You have to sit down with it sometimes and really understand what God is saying to you in this hour. And in the vision that I had about the crane, it wasn't about Pastor Tracy. The vision was for me, y'all. It was for me to submit my gifts, talents, and abilities under her hand so that she could cause life elevation in me. I'm going somewhere. Each one of us should be able or be willing to invest in ourselves. That's what being a better me is all about, y'all. We have to invest in the kingdom of God, so that the kingdom of God will increase in us. Ella, Chris, and Minister Roy was talking about that okra seed, that said okra. <laughs> I ain't never heard of that kind of okra before, but <laughs> that must be some new okra. Said okra. But guess what? The okra wouldn't grow, won't grow if you don't spend time and plant it, and water it, and take care of it. So when you obtain the vision, you can catch a glimpse of the end product. You can you, you kind of catch a view. So, see, when you buy into the vision, you, you can see where the thing is going. You can see where it's going. And sometimes it may require some course corrections. Yeah. For example, we started off as spirit of faith, right? Y'all remember that? And then God gave Pastor Trace and Pastor Derek a vision. We ain't going to be called Spirit of Faith no more. We're going to be called Lift City Church because God has called us. See, y'all ain't got the vision yet. You you got to have the vision. You should be screaming that out. Because that's our mantra. That's what God has called us to do. That's part of our mission. To lift the city. So what does God call us to do? All right, all right. So now, the next thing that I want to talk to you about is blueprints. Blueprints are interesting. But before I go there, I want to read Exodus 25, verse 8 and 9. Now this I'm going to read in the New International Version. And the word of the Lord says, this is God speaking to Moses. Y'all with me on this? God speaking to Moses. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. So God is telling Moses to make the tabernacle and all the furnishings according to the according to the according to the pattern. See because God already had a tabernacle in heaven but he wanted Moses to build it just like it was in heaven. So God had to inspire Moses with a vision to see that. All the details. Y'all, y'all, y'all tracking with me? All right, so now we see that God gave Moses the blueprint, right? Y'all, y'all with me? 1 Chronicles 28 and nine, I wanna, uh, 19. I'm going to read this out the Amplified Version. 1 Chronicles 28 and 19. All this, said David, the Lord made me to understand in writing by his hand upon me, all the work and details to be done according to this plan. So now we see God showed Moses the plan, right? A pattern. And then he showed David the plan. And then Jesus Christ came and revealed the plan. He came to fulfill the plan. So now just like God showed Moses and God showed David, God showed Pastor Tracy the blueprint for this house. Yeah, so a blueprint is a type of plan or pattern where the technical aspects are expressed to reveal the intent for something that's designed. So I can imagine, I don't know, I haven't talked to Pastor Trace about this, but I can imagine when God first showed her this vision about this place, there are some things that was left blank, huh, Pastor Trace? There's some things you had to fill out along the way. You had, you, had to, you, had to, you had to discern along the way. But it revealed the reason why God created this place. Buildings are used, or blueprints are used to, to build structures like buildings, houses, right? And, and because they contain specifications and measurements. If you really looked at, how many of y'all ever seen a blueprint before? Anybody ever seen a blueprint before? A, a lot of times when we look at a blueprint, we, we just think it's just a drawing. But man, can I tell you, it's so much more. A blueprint is how the creator of a thing expressed how it's supposed to look. So the blueprint is then given to the engineer or the architect who then draws it out in images and pictures. I hope y'all don't miss that, y'all. So the creator has a vision about what he wants to see a product. And then he has to express that to the engineer or the architect And then the architect had to write it down. He had to run with the vision. He had to write it down and run with it so that those who see it will understand. So now you not just have the engineers who understand it, but now you have the laborers. They have to understand what all the symbols mean on the blueprint. They have to understand that it's not just the floor plan when you start turning and digging into the different pages of the blueprint, you will find plans for the foundation. Because you can't pour a foundation on a piece of property if the property ain't big enough. Because God wants, I'm sorry, the, the creator wants to make sure that the foundation is large enough to incorporate all the design for it. So 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 he has a, the floor plan, and, and then you have the, the 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 foundation. But then you start getting over to the other technical aspects of like, where the electrical gonna go, where the plumbing gonna go, uh, uh where the water gonna go at. What's the elevation of the property? Does the property have any slope to it? If it pours down rain will the property flood? See see, it's more to it than just a drawing. Cause God wants to. Maximize the space. That's the reason why when you look at a floor pan, it'll tell you where the bathroom is, it'll tell you where the bathrooms are, it'll tell you where the uh, bedrooms are, it'll tell you where the kitchen is, so that you can maximize the space. So now, what you decide to put in there as furnishings is on you. That's why you have to have order in your life. Yeah. See, because if you don't have order in your life, you will mess around and have bathroom furniture in the living room. You will have living room furniture in the bedroom. You will have bedroom furniture, all stuff in the bathroom. So you got to understand the order. You got to understand where stuff go. So that you can maximize the space. So God gave man a blueprint to maximize the space. When we talk about maximizing the space. Pastor Tracy talked about this a few months ago. He's talking about increasing our capacity. Man, let me tell you something. God wants to increase your capacity for a couple of reasons. Number one, to make you better and also to have you to be able to withstand and hold more. He wants to increase your capacity so you can hold more. So God gave man the blueprint and he gave it through Moses. He gave a pattern through Moses. He gave a pattern through David. He gave a pattern through Christ. He gave the pattern through apostle paul too how many of y'all know that i'm talking about the bible here y'all y'all follow me right he gave the apostle paul the plan but you know what this is one of the things that that jumped at me the other day when i read this i was like oh my goodness paul wasn't one of the original disciples how many y'all remember that he wasn't one of the original 12 that walked with christ he said of himself i was as one that was born out of due season so paul when he came not to say that what Paul contributed, Paul, what Paul contributed was valuable to the establishment of ministry today. It was vital because he understood the law. And he said it like this, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. That's how easy it was, y'all. You see, it's religion that complicates things. It have people full of doubt and confusion uncertainty. That's the reason why you have to have a personal relationship with Christ, to understand what God expects of you. Hallelujah. See, what Paul did was he wrote down the vision according to what the prophets wrote in the Old Testament. <laughs> Y'all ever studied Paul? Paul always makes references to the Old Testament prophets, because the words that they spoke were according to the vision that they saw. So when Paul mapped it out in the blueprint, he made it simple and plain. So the word of God contains, just like a blueprint contains symbols, and the measurement specifications, the word of God contains statutes, ordinances, and judgments that express the intent for the design. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And this is in the King James Version as well. 2 Timothy three sixteen. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I love this scripture here. It says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You see that word perfect right there? It's scared the daylights out of people. See, because we have an earthly understanding of what perfection is. So we think perfection is without flaw. But that's not true. Perfection means maturity. So in the kingdom of God, there is a level of maturity that you have to establish as you stand in the kingdom of God. Because if you're standing still and not growing and getting higher and deeper, then then you can become stagnated. So he says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And this is what I love. That word, inspiration of God. Inspiration of God is a Greek word called theonoustos. My leadership institute students remember that, right? nousos, which means what? God breathed it. Can I tell you that the same breath that entered into Adam's lungs and into his nostrils that made him a living soul is the same breath of God that moved upon the prophets and the apostles to write the blueprint as God put it in their hearts to do. So then the blueprint is the word of God that shows us when we study to show ourselves approved, we will find the content of God's character in the blueprint. You'll find the content of his character. And it will also reveal his power and his glory and his majesty along with his sovereignty in the lives of his people. The word of God is full of examples of how God dealt with man starting at the beginning, right? Right? It contains principles that lead us to success, y'all, as well as warnings about what can happen when we choose to walk outside the blueprint. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about is the another part of the blueprint that's called the elevation. Y'all tracking with me? Now in architecture, another part of the blueprint is the elevation. The elevation is how the technical aspect of the blueprint come off the page and become a reality. And and, you know, I'm I'm having, I'm thinking about something that actually happened in my life many years ago. I was in high school, I was a senior in high school, and one of my electives was uh, drafting. And we had an instructor, he was a really good instructor, man, and you know, he taught us some things, taught us how to read blueprints, this, that, and that. So one of the finals that we had to pass, we had to draw a house plan. So I didn't want to draw nothing that was what everybody else was drawing. You know, they was just going to a book and finding a house plan, But I said, okay, I'm going to draw the house my mama lived in. Because my mama had just built the house. So I drew that house from memory. Because wh- where? Because I had seen it. Watch this. So I drew it out. And when I finally got it draw out and I got to the elevation and I drew what the house looked like from the outside, that man looked at that house and he said, that house looks familiar to me. He said, what's your name? I said, my name is Terry Jones. He said, where you live at, Jones? I said, I live in Whistler. He said, on Hand Street? I was like, yes, sir. He said, I drew that house. I didn't know that he was the architect that drew my mama's house. But when he saw it, he understood who I was. a reality. So the elevation will show you what the finished product looks like when all the parts come together. Watch this. You can see the elevation here at Live City Church because she moved from having church meetings in the hotel room. See, I, I'm calling you to remember. See, see, we started out in a hotel room, in a ho- not a hotel room, at the hotel, they had a, a meeting place at the hotel, Right? And, and then it moved from there to a place of worship at one tw- at, uh, on Tuchet Road. And then from Tuchet Road to Carmel. And how many of y'all know that this ain't home? Because our pastor already said she already moved in her mind. You know why she moved in her mind? Because she sees something bigger and something greater that none of us can see right now. You can't see it until you obtain the vision. See, when you obtain the vision, you stop worrying about everything that's going on, and you do what God is telling you to do, and you give glory to God in that. Praise God. You can see the elevation in the lives of those who Pastor Trace has called to help her lead. Life elevation. Now, when I'm talking about elevations, y'all, I'm talking about what life is supposed to look like. Can I know? Can I tell you, y'all that when we come in this house and all of us standing here together, we worshiping God, y'all? That's what it's supposed to look like. When I look out right now and see, I see every person, every spectrum of the, every. I see all God's people. That's what it's supposed to look like. It ain't just supposed to be people who look like me. Yeah, because God called all of us, y'all. Life elevation. Happens to us when we submit ourselves to the vision and obey the process. See, the process scares some of us because the process involves time. And see, the enemy has making us think that we don't have time. But the word of the Lord says that we have eternal life. You got all the time you need, baby. You got all the time that it takes for you to obey the process. And when you yield to the process, God will cause your life to be elevated. I rejoiced with all of my heart and my mind when I saw the way that God elevated these young, uh, these deans, these new deans. I was like, what? (laughs) But you see, God is wise. And let me tell you, every single one of those young ladies that God has elevated, you know, uh, Dean uh, Ava, Dean uh, Dana, Dean Emerald, uh, uh, Dean Bradley, Every one of them that, that God has elevated, they got the technical aspects of the job already put down in their heart. Because they got degrees. Some of them got master's degrees. You don't think God know what he's doing? So when God gave Pastor Tracy the vision, I'm sure she didn't see all of this at the particular time, but there has to be some course corrections. See, when the, blue, when, the, when the engineer looks at the blueprint, and there are some things that just won't work. So he has to course correct. He has to write over. And that's what they call it, Pastor Derek, or do a write over. So he has to scratch some things out, change some dimensions, insert some things, take some things out to make sure that God is glorified. So I want to tell you that it's important to obey the process. Because the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. So if our focus is on seeking the kingdom of God, then guess what, y'all? God will cause our lives to be elevated just because he promised that he would do it. So in conclusion, I'd like to give you some practical ways about how to obtain the vision, How to follow the blueprint so that you too can experience life elevation by becoming a better me. Titus chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Titus chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. And the word of the Lord says, in all things, not just some things, but in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. Now this is Paul writing to one of his sons in the Lord, Titus. He said, Titus, listen, man, you got to show yourself a pattern of good works in everything, in doctrine, in what you talk about. You got to show uncorruptness. You got to show seriousness, gravity, and be honest about it, y'all. He said, listen, you got to have sound speech that can't be condemned. That he, and this is the reason why you got to have this, Titus, because he that is of the contrary part well, we'll be ashamed. They ain't gonna have nothing to say about you. So, so, so God gives us the vision and the blueprint and life elevation to shut the mouths of the lion. Got nothing bad to say about you. So number one, a better me will show myself as a pattern of good works. Now we know that works don't save us, but when the ultimate good exists in us, Something good got to come out. A better me will perfect or mature in my personal relationship with Christ by applying the things that I've learned, making the changes, making the course corrections. A better me will move beyond talking about God every now and then. A better me is going to cause God to be the source of all things that I do. So I got to watch where I go, what I say. I got to watch who I be in company with, too. A better me will move beyond having a one-way prayer life where I just ask and beg God for things. I'm a, I want to move. To be better, I, I need to move from doing that to inviting Holy Spirit into my situation. Cause he said that he was a paracletus right he came to help us y'all so i want to invite holy spirit into my situation i want to invite him into my circumstance i want to invite him into the drama that i find myself in sometime okay pastor Terry, you don't want to have drama i also want to invite holy spirit into my mess-ups y'all into my missteps because walking in the kingdom of god is not always easy And we make mistakes. But you know what I do when I find myself in a making mistake? I I get on my knees. I say, all right, Holy Spirit, show me how we're gonna get out of this. Show me how we're gonna work out. Show me what I got to do. See, because if I do my part, he's gonna do his part. A better me is gonna learn how to listen to Holy Spirit to speak to me and guide me in all things pertaining to life and godliness. A better me will enhance my devotion to God to more than just a Sunday morning experience, to a lifestyle of walking with God and worshiping Him so that I can demonstrate His power in my life. Deuteronomy 6 and 5, and you ain't got to go there, but how many of y'all have ever read this, where Moses said, you know, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might, right? So a better me will love God with all my heart, because guess what, y'all? That's who I am. A better me will worship God with all of my soul, because that's what I have. A better me will serve God with all my might, because that's what I do. A better me will follow the plan that God gave to our pastors to show up, get engaged, discover purpose, and lead change. Can I tell y'all? That might sound like something we say over and over again, but that's one of the most practical ways for you to experience life elevation. A better me will be more consistent in my commitment, and I walk, I'm gonna walk in humility more. These three things. Consistency, commitment, and humility. These three things are shortcuts to success in the kingdom of God. Are are y'all with me on that? Your shortcuts. A better me won't let things that used to get me off track a year ago be the same things that get me off track today. A better me will let go of my own selfish ambitions, stop doing things my own way, and stop depending on my own resources. A better me will walk in a trust relationship with God that strives to be in alignment with the vision. Because the vision is in alignment with the blueprint and the blueprint is in alignment with the counsel of God. Can I tell you, if I surround myself with the vision, the blueprint and the life elevation, I can't go wrong. I cannot fail. A better me is going to help those who are seeking to obtain the vision to be able to see clearly what vision can do in their lives. A better me will lean into God's grace and trust Him more. Hallelujah. Because I know that He has my best interest in heart. So in closing, I pray that the words that I've spoken here today will fall upon the good ground in your hearts and that it will give an increase to your lives. I pray that the Lord will make you to increase and abound in love towards one another and towards those who are without the church. Even as we continue to show our love one towards another, that God may continue to establish our hearts unblameable in holiness before God. Thank you for lending me your ear to build upon your faith. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you. To connect and find out more about Lift City Church, text Connect Me, all one word, to 337 227 9820 or visit us at liftcitychurch.org.